What's up, Brian? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. 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 I it started recording, so we can just start it here, okay? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Where are you uh, driving back from? I'm driving to Michigan. Oh, to Michigan. Okay. Cool. Are you on spring break? No, I'm just uh, taking off my Thursday social philosophy class and then uh, skipping out on my fluids class on Friday to have an extensive <laughs> weekend with uh, a lady friend. Okay, cool. Cool. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, And are you going home for Easter then? Yes, sir. Will you be okay. there? I will not be home. I'll be in uh, Miami. Sign might come down. Oh, okay. Easter. Yeah, weekend. Gotcha. <clears throat> Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll start with whatever you want to start with. So what have you been uh, looking at at sports flies recently, I guess? What's uh, been new for you? I mean, really, I've just been keeping up with uh, the Cavs, uh, keeping up with how they're doing and how the Brooklyn Nets pick is looking, how that's playing out. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with the NFL draft, uh, just seeing okay. what what's to come for the Browns and kind of seeing how active the Browns are in free agency. So okay. I've pretty much been consuming my, my sports life lately. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, you want to start with the Cavs then? It's up to you, man. Whatever, whatever yeah. you're game for. Yeah, we'll do Cavs first. All right. We'll do Cavs first. Uh, okay. I mean, they're right now the 55 to the, Raptors, which is going to be a pretty tough matchup in the playoffs, but yeah. what do you see? I was, actually, uh, I was listening to that game right whenever you called me. They, they put okay. up uh, 42 points in the first quarter. The Raptors uh, did? No, the Cavs did. Cavs were looking really good. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, they, they uh, started to slip in the second whenever they put in their second unit. They only have 10 guys active tonight. And two of those guys are G League guys right now. So, okay. eight active bodies. And one of those guys is Kevin Love, who's in his second game back this year. And he, Yeah, he had a pretty good night last night, or uh, two nights ago. Yeah, he did. And he ended the first quarter with 10 points and five rebounds. Yeah, I mean, when you're a stud or you're a star, you're, you're going to – you don't need much rest. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need much time to get back into the swing of things. Like, you could just hop back in and you're you again, you know? Especially with his game. You know, it's a lot of hitting threes and stuff and, like, playing okay defense. But for the most part, he's an offensive guy that, you know, typically doesn't go away as long as you keep a shot going. You know, yeah. and he's the second featured guy, so, behind LeBron. And LeBron makes sure everyone gets involved. So, it's a good uh, fit with those two. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think about the Raptors? Oh, go ahead. oh no, I was just going to – add on to that and saying that I completely forgot that we had that second all-star talent on our team. Like, I knew Kevin yeah. Love was out, but it was just like, man, LeBron's going to have to carry so much weight. And now seeing a, another all-star caliber player play next to him and being in that starting lineup, it's just like yeah. a sigh of relief that, okay, LeBron doesn't have to do all of this. So Yeah. And Love was averaging pretty good numbers, uh, when he did get hurt, wasn't it like twenty and it was like twenty and eight or something like twenty five and eight or, or I don't know I don't think it was twenty five but it was like twenty and eight it was pretty good numbers eighteen was, and eight so he, he did just under twenty points he was at like nineteen yeah. and then I think yeah. he, he had like either nine or ten boards a night so yeah so I mean it's it's a pretty good ad 
Remember the uh, beginning of the season we talked about the Raptors and, you know, we weren't sold on them? Are, are you sold on them right now, or what do you think? Do you think they're real or no? Uh, I will say that I am – I wouldn't say I'm sold on them. On but the I, fence? I definitely give them respect because – Yeah, okay. Now I would go into a series against them being concerned. Not that we wouldn't win the series, but I would definitely give them – a higher percentage to, to pull that series out against us. I mean, yeah. whenever, what, uh, whenever yeah. they end Houston's, what was it, 17-game win streak, and they're yeah. the team to do it, that I think that gains some respect in this league. Yeah. Well, I think they've won They've won a good amount recently. Are, they're, are, are they on a 13-game winning streak or no? Was that Portland? No, that's Portland, but Portland just lost on the game. They... Yeah, I remember the Thunder broke their the Raptors win streak. So, no, no, it wasn't the Thunder. It was the Thunder the, broke the Raptors one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Houston broke Portland, and Game then Boston night, and then... broke Boston broke the Thunder's six game win streak the other night too. Yeah, yeah, which is disappointing. But I'm, I'm getting ready it's for this uh, the playoff stuff kick up. Yeah, it's crazy it's, uh, out in the West. It's starting to fall into I mean, place. I wouldn't even say that, Adam. It's like, seriously, from the four spot in the West all the way to the eight spot, there's like a half a game to one game separating them. And then there's finally becoming some separation where the Clippers and the Nuggets have fallen like two games and two and a half games behind the eight spot right now. So there's finally yeah. some separation there, but no one knows where the where the puzzles are gonna where they're gonna uh, piece together. Land. Yeah. 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 From three to it's eight. It's the same thing in the uh, East. Yeah, I know. I know. From three to eight as well. There's four games separating three to eight in the East and in the West. Um. Yeah, there's just, they're four games apart. Milwaukee and Cleveland are four games apart, and uh, Portland and Utah are four games apart. Yeah. Well, I think I so. think the Blazers are gonna lock up that three seed for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I know the Thunder have a pretty difficult schedule to close out. I don't know. The Blazers have some difficult games. They play the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Spurs, Rockets, Thunder, Pelicans, and Celtics. So the Blazers are going to have to stay hot. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not an easy way to finish your uh, schedule. Those are all, like, playoff teams or playoff contending teams. I don't know. I think they'd really have to crap the bed. Because they – with their cushion right now, they've got, like, four games ahead of the four spot, right? Which is – No, they're first. two games. They're only two they're games They're two games ahead, ahead of, the of the Thunder. They're two games ahead of the Thunder. Oh, the Thunder. Yeah, the Spurs – they're three games ahead of the Spurs. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, they're four games ahead of the Jazz who are eight. So it's it's close both ways. But I think that uh Portland will probably keep the three seed. If not, they'll have the four for sure. I don't know who's gonna swing up and contest with them, eight. The Thunder have a pretty difficult schedule. I don't think the Pelicans I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it and seeing where it goes from here. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. The Cavs schedule is not too bad. 
it's relatively lax, actually. It's like they play the Suns, they play the Nets, the Heat, the Hornets, Pelicans, Mavs. Out of playoff teams, the Cavs have the Raptors left after this, the Wizards, the Sixers, the Pelicans, and maybe the Heat. Like, that's not bad compared to, like, half their games are non-playoff teams to close out. So, what do you think about the new guys? Anyone that still excites you or that you're really pumped about or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, all the guys that we brought in, I'm so excited about. It's just a bummer that we can't watch Larry Nance Jr. play or Rodney Hood play because we're just plagued by injury. But in light of that, it's been pretty incredible getting to see uh, Ante Zizic get some actual minutes they've they put him in the rotation Mm -hmm. and out of all the games that he's been actually getting uh rotation minutes there's been eight of them Mm -hmm. Uh, he is he has 30 rebounds in 38 minutes and he has 36 points okay that's pretty good he's putting up mad numbers i mean yeah well he was a first round draft pick wasn't he he was. He was. Yeah, he was just foreign. The That's why. Wait, and but yeah, he was foreign though, right? Isn't that why he uh, was drafted later than he would have been? Yeah, he's foreign and he's young. I mean, he's still only twenty-one. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting, especially with how uh, how the Kyrie trade ended up. That's pretty nice to have a guy who's actually given you know contributing that you weren't expecting, you know compared to, like, Crowder and Isaiah. Like, you still have the Nets pick, and you have a potential center that could turn into something. Yeah. You know, you can't buy size, so that is that is ideal as well. Yeah. All right, so uh, today was Sam Darnold's Pro Day. I don't know if you heard anything about that, but that was – I mean, Pro Days are scripted and stuff, and, like, you know, you're supposed to do well with Pro Days. You work with the receivers and stuff. You work on routes. You understand what's going on. But he had a pretty impressive pro day. It was pouring down rain in L.A., which is like a rarity. It happens like once a year, I think. But it was pouring really? down rain. And, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm joking about that. But it, it really happens in Los uh, Angeles. So he just was throwing it all over the place. He was throwing like 60 yards, 70 yards on the on the dime. It was it was really impressive and stuff. But I think the Browns took him out to dinner. I think they took him out last night. And then the Jets took him out to dinner Monday night. I mean, not the Jets, the Giants took him out to dinner uh Monday night, so it looks like it's he's gonna go top two. I'm pretty sure he's gonna go one. Like a lot of people were saying, he after that pro day and like how he's been acting and stuff, he's more than likely gonna be a lock at one. And right. uh, today he talked about how he would like to, he would look forward to joining the Browns because there's a lot of exciting things going on there and stuff. So I know you'd like to hear that, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah right, he's he had a really good pro day a, today. I'm glad to hear that he had a good pro day because that's the guy that mm-hmm. I personally want the Browns to take I'm I'm just a fan of him as a person so yeah I and there's too many questions with Josh Allen you know he could turn into something uh crazy crazy elite but Sam Darnold's the guy that I think fits what we're trying to do perfectly especially by bringing in Tyrod Taylor I mean we haven't even touched on what all the Browns have done but they're finally doing it right they're bringing in uh a veteran quarterback who's proved that he can be a starter in this league, and we know that we're going to have time to develop this quarterback. And I don't think Sam mm-hmm. Darnold is going to 
be a locker room headache during that process. No, no, definitely not. not. Strike me as that guy, you know. Definitely not. He seems excited. I mean, he. The Hugh Jackson already came out saying Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback and stuff. And I, I mean, oh, yeah. as he should be, I wouldn't uh, put a quarterback in, a rookie quarterback in right away. I didn't want to, I didn't think that you guys should have put it in Kaiser this early. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to change my tune on that. Like, let them learn for a year. You know, the Browns don't have all the pieces yet anyway. You know, let them learn for a year and get used to just being a pro so they can help carry and like further the team rather than have to do it all. You know, like. Absolutely. Right away, and, so that's, and put some weapons around them to make it easier. Yeah, just yeah. like they did. Yeah, like whenever Big Ben came out, uh, they were they were pretty they were pretty stacked. They had uh, the bus, you know, so they had a really good run game and stuff. So it took pressure off Ben. Then they also had the Steelers also had a really good defense, you know. So like just having all those pieces around Ben, Ben just had to fit in and uh, do the best he could for the most part, and he did pretty well, you know. But like. He didn't. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot. Now, recently, they've been asking him to do a lot, obviously, because he's one of the best in the game. But early on, you typically just don't win it with a young quarterback. You know, now Carson Wentz might be an anomaly. Like he's, they could have won it with Wentz. You know what I mean? He's better than Nick Foles. He's, he's legit. You know, but they have a lot of pieces around him as well. It's just things like that. Like, so I'll definitely. And Darnold, if he started, um, Darnold started the opening day, opening game. He would be the second youngest quarterback ever to Tommy Maddox to start a football game in the NFL, which is for a quarterback, which would be insane. You know what I mean? He, he needs to develop. He needs to become more mature. He needs to understand the playbook and, like, how to read defenses and stuff like that. And that's just what the Browns' number one focus should be this year is actually getting him caught up to speed, you know? Because it's going to all start with him. So that's pretty important. But let's uh, go ahead. We have the head coach to do that. I mean, Hugh Jackson groomed. Carson Palmer, he groomed Andy Dalton. He's he's known to be a quarterback groomer, and now he can actually do that without having all that pressure on his shoulders. So he can he can take his sweet old time to turn Sam Darnold into a potential Carson Palmer caliber player or better. You know, so yeah, I, yeah, I see a lot. I, I'm excited for that, and you know, you say that Darnold says he's excited about the potential to be drafted by the Browns, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's just – that's classic. That's what you expect to hear out of someone who wants to go first overall. Yeah. They're not going to bash the organization. But I can tell you that this is the first time as a Cleveland Browns fan that I think that a pick would actually mean that statement. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually do give them a sense of – excitement to be a part of this growing organization because yeah I mean Cleveland really is this is the first time in my lifetime that I've been excited about our team for Mm -hmm. the future to come like in the present and with a long-term vision you know we might have had some some decent seasons we went 10 and 6 with Derek Carr and just missed out on the playoffs or not Derek Carr Derek Anderson Mm -hmm. but that was like oh you know, we can't sustain this kind of feeling. Now it's like, man, we have young, talented players that are going to be locked up for, for you know, we've got at least five years to get out of this young group. And there so, will be cap space. I mean, there is cap space for the exactly. most part. Like, I don't think it's gone yet. And that's finally becoming uh, an asset that we're, that we're actually exploiting and mm-hmm. using, like in that, in the, uh, Jarvis Landry trade, 
you know? That's, yeah. I absolutely love that trade, Adam. Because that's, that's the best trade you guys did was the Landry one. I understand why Miami gave up Landry because they weren't willing to pay him the money that he was going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. But, Adam, there is not a wide receiver in the fourth round of this NFL draft that I would take over Jarvis Landry. There's not a receiver no. in the entire draft that I would take over Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had to give up. We had to give up a fourth-round 2018 pick and a, a lousy seventh-round 2019 pick. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what's I, nice about making this kind of trade is, like, you know what you're getting in Landry compared to you. I mean, everyone's a gamble uh, when it comes to the draft. You're not – no one's, like, a set thing. You know, like, if Ju- if everyone knew about Juju, he would have went first round, you know? Exactly. Like, no one knows. Exactly. You know, you could hit, you could hit miss, but, like, yeah, like – you're right about that. I mean, Landry, you know, you, you have a pretty product. He had over 100 catches last year. I think he had 100 catches the year before. Like, you know. Like Adam, since, since Landry's come into the league, I heard this stat, and it didn't surprise me, but it was pretty incredible to hear that Landry entered the league four years ago, and since then he has led the NFL in reception. And not only that, but he has broken the record for – four-year span of uh, reception leader. Really? By 30 receptions. He beat out Antonio. Be Antonio. Or Anquan, Anquan Bolden. Okay. Anquan Bolden. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a random fact of, oh, who's yeah. going to look at four years. But those are the first four years of your uh, <clears throat> career in the NFL as a wide receiver. That's pretty promising. Yeah. He's, it shows that he's consistent. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's fun is that now we have that consistent slot guy in Landry that you just know his hands are they're sure and ready, and then you've got that breakout player out on the wing with uh, with Josh Gordon. Yeah, you know, bless his soul. Hopefully he, he is able to play every single game for us and is in his right mind. But yeah, that's, that's pairing pairing a. Uh, an X factor like Gordon out on the outside, and then having a consistent guy to keep going to, punching mm-hmm. it up the middle. That's yeah. just a deadly combo, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's going to be Gordon. Gordon led the league in in uh, reception yards whenever he only played 13 games in 2013. I know. I had him. I had him on the fantasy and team. And now, oh yeah, you reaped those I benefits. Had oh yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. You did. yeah. Logan Price would not trade with me for whatever reason. I consistently no. asked week to week if he would trade. You know, he just didn't like Josh Gordon for whatever reason. I don't know. He just didn't want to trade with me. But, yeah, yeah, he didn't want to trade with me. But, I mean, that was at, – at a certain point, I was like, well, I'm not getting rid of this guy. He's my best receiver, you know. Like, I think I, had him, I, think I might have had him and Calvin that year. And it's like, well, I'm pretty set at receiver, you know. I got him in free agency and just picked him up. So that was a big get. Absolutely, dude. And that's the thing where if we get – I'm not saying that Josh Gordon's going to be Josh Gordon of 2013, but if we get 75% of that and then you, <clears throat> you tack on our first overall draft pick two years ago, Corey Coleman. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three guys there that, you know, you've got to be concerned about. And then our first-round draft pick last year, Joku, he showed a lot of promise in a weak offense. Yeah. So, I mean, our – our air attack is looking very well, nice. Who's the other tight end? Is it Seth Duvall? Is that the other tight end? Yeah, Seth Duvall, and they actually they picked up a a uh, run blocking tight end <clears throat> okay. in the agency. Yeah, his name's escaping me right now. Okay, and I don't have access to a computer. But, yeah, remember I uh, uh, 
I did the comparative. I compared the uh, guess who or whatever, the Vol and the Joku. They pretty much have similar numbers. Like you wouldn't expect oh, yeah. that, but they had pretty much the same numbers. So it's not like you have two tight ends that can you know yeah, play decently. You do, and unfortunately, I I mean, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately for the Browns, I think the Vol is not even going to get to touch the ball too often this year. Mm-hmm. I really don't, I, because I think. We have enough guys out there who can, who have sure hands and who can make big plays. So I think we're going to be using that second tight end spot on the, on the run blocking specific tight end. So, yeah, yeah. Which which now we have a we have a run game that is also incredibly exciting. I mean, last year we saw glimpses of it. Crowell, you know, he was he was hotter, he was cold, but. Now we, we bring in Carlos Hyde on a three year fifteen million deal. Like that's that's huge to pair with a a threat like Duke Johnson, you know? And yeah. it's nice to know going into the draft that we don't have to take Saquon <clears throat> Barkley if we if we don't need to. Feel you like know, he's the focus. like if it, yeah, if you have other needs. Right, um, we can focus on using that first pick for the quarterback that we want, not just the quarterback that falls to us. Because Sam before Darnold. I wanted, Sam us, Darnold. yeah, exactly. It's going to be Sam Darnold. Before, before I wanted us to take Barkley one, which mm-hmm. is because he is the best talent in the in the league, and yeah, because I didn't want to see us necessarily ruin another quarterback's you know future by throwing him right into the game. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely something one. no matter. So yeah. now with these moves, though, I am 100% on board with us taking our guy number one at QB, yeah. Sam Darnold, hopefully. And it, then, it's going to be Darnold. I'll, if it's not Darnold, I don't know what I'll do. I might just lose it. Like, um, are, are you guys kidding? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he'll be a bust. I don't know. But I am – like, I was on it with Watson last year. You know what I mean? I'm not as positive as I was with Watson because Watson – went against Bama twice and showed out big numbers, but compared to the other guys in the draft, I'm pretty big on Darnold. You know what I mean? Like, that's my guy this year. So I'm, I'm not as big as I was on Watson, but, like, this guy is he – was, he was 20-4 and four as a starter at USC. Like, 20-4 and four is a pretty good record, you know? When he started games, he was 20-4. and four. So, I mean, that's just – that's pretty impressive, and I, I don't know. I just feel he's the guy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think – I don't think there's a lot that could really change that from now until the draft. No. Even even if uh, even if Josh Allen and uh, Rosen have stellar pro days, mm-hmm. I still think that Darnold is just the guy that that the Browns want and that they have him yeah. in there. I think the and Browns it, are going to go. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it excites me with the Jets trade. What do you think of that? They're, I like it. You know how I always talk to you about uh, good and aggressive. Like, if you, if you want your guy, go get him. I didn't mind the Bears trading up with the 49ers, even though the 49ers weren't going to take a quarterback like Trubisky. They yeah. they wanted him. Like, if you want your guy, yeah. go get him. Like, I don't like waiting around like, oh, I'm not sure. We'll get him next year. No. We, if you feel confident right. about a guy, go get him. If you're not sure, then don't. But, like, if you think this could be the guy for 10 years, we pretty, feel pretty confident about it. Don't wait around for it, you know? Now, it would have been smart if they could get the two spot because now the Giants pick is probably going to be – they might move up to get the Giants pick or the Giants might take a quarterback. 
I can't see the Giants taking your running back there because it, it's just really valuable. You can get 80% of Barkley in the second round, and if you trade back, maybe the Broncos move up, the Bills move up, the Cardinals move up. That pick's more valuable than just Barkley, I feel like. You know, you could get multitude of picks. Right. Like if the Broncos moved up, you could get another first-round pick potentially, or the Bills, they have two first-round picks in this draft. Uh, that nine and that, I think, 22. So you could get those two picks packaged together and maybe a second. So, like, you got to think, you know, if you're the Giants, I think it's going to go three quarterbacks in a row. I was – from day one, I was saying two for sure in the top uh, three, but I think it might go three quarterbacks in a row now. I, I think you might be right there. And I think it it very well could be not the Giants taking that second pick. Mm-hmm. But if I were the Giants, I would go and get – my guy, number two, would be number. Oh, it would be Rosen. Now that, um, now that's the question, though, Adam. Is the Giants would take Barkley right now, number two, if they were thinking short term, just riding yeah. out by Manning's career, and so be it, and just yeah. surround him with as many weapons as you can. That's the no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how comfortable the GM is with his position. Because he doesn't want to be drafting a quarterback for the next GM. You know, that's an argument that I've been hearing lately. So yeah. that that comes into consideration, too. So I think that either they take Rosen with their second pick, which I think would – Rosen just seems like a big Apple guy. And I feel like – I feel like he'd – it would be very uh, much to his benefit sitting behind – a Hall of Famer like Eli Manning and learning from him and then going into his career. Yeah. But if they don't take Rosen at that two, then I would trade back if I were them. Because yeah. because you you can get, like you said, a Saquon Barkley uh, type talent or 80% of that in later rounds. But right now, you could – you know that 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 pick holds so much more value than a running back. So yeah, I feel like they would they would be just unsmart to to not take a quarterback there or to not trade for or trade with a team who is going to take a quarterback there. Yeah, I think they just signed Pat Shermer, right? They signed him recently, like their head coach from the Vikings. The or Vikings not, not not the head coach, not the. Offensive coordinator for the Vikings, the former Browns coach, I think. Wasn't his name Pat Shermer? Yeah. He's their new head coach of the Giants. I'm pretty sure that the Giants are pretty – Yeah. They're a traditional family for the most part, the Giants owners. I think – I forget their names. But uh, they're a traditional family. I think that they're going to want to play the long haul. And last – I mean, a year ago, they were 11-5. and You know, it's not like they sucked forever. But McAdoo was not the coach for sure, like for the long haul and stuff. So that's something that uh, I think threw a roadblock in there. And I – I would go Rosen because how often, like you said before, you know, we talked about how uh, you have to think a quarterback at that a quarterback should be taken at that spot no matter what, whether it's the Giants taken or another team. Because how often are you take, picking at two you know, if you're the Giants? You know, that's, like that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's such a good point. You know, yeah, yeah, you've got to capitalize on that. They they have Eli Manning still, like he still has, you know, at least three years. At least maybe I don't know maybe. Maybe because like he's thirty-seven. He he's thirty-seven. You know? Is he really thirty-seven? Wow. He's thirty-seven, I think. I'd still give him. Okay. Okay, we'll say at least two. 
Yeah, he, I think he has at least two years. And if you if you drop the quarterback, you're going to shift them out. I mean, that's what you would do because right. if you let Rosen sit two years or whoever it is, they could really develop, you know? And oh, then yeah. think about think about this. Um, if the Jets are at three, so what if, like, Rosen is the guy and you pass on him or you let someone else trade up or you just take Barkley? Are you going to let the Jets take Rosen and be a crosstown rival? You know, the New York Jets now have Rosen instead of you. I mean, that's just – you know, you have to think about – well, if the Jets get him, you know, how's that going to make us look if he becomes a star? You know, we passed on him, now the Jets have him. We have to see him in New York consistently. Like, we're competing for fans and stuff. It's just a bad look, I would feel like. So, And they play in the same stadium, right? MetLife Stadium. So you don't want Rosen on the other side or for the other team in the, sa- in the same stadium. You know, it would look sort of bad. and You would be reminded about it constantly. So oh, yeah. that's another thought that I have with that. That'd be, that would definitely be uh, – Add an insult to injury right there. Just rubbing yeah. dirt in the wound, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that's a great point that I that you have, you brought up there about the Giants being two. From a historical franchise perspective, that I just don't see that franchise having that opportunity many times in the future. You know, I, I think they would have to give up a King's Ransom for, for a number two pick with a quarterback loaded draft like this year mm-hmm. to have that position, you know? Yeah. They almost they almost lucked out. They almost lucked out. I mean they were yeah. they were in a panic mode last year in season with how bad their season was going and just how unexpected it was, but missing out on the playoffs if they were gonna miss out on the playoffs then this was the year to do it. Yeah. Because because they this just seems to fall in line with uh, with their future plans perfectly. It does. It does. It's, it's really just like it, it reminds you of uh, of Green Bay, you know, being able to take Aaron Rodgers and let him sit the bench behind Brett Favre you know, and then have that smooth transition. Uh, I'm trying to think of another case. Yeah. That's the one that sticks out the most to me. <clears throat> it almost was uh, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, it's not that anymore, but it, there was a chance of that. Um, there's been – like, uh, almost Peyton Manning to uh, Andrew Luck. It wasn't, like, perfect. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. It was uh, relatively close to that. Though. Yeah. yeah, you had one bad year, and you ended up having how many years with Luck now, you know? Exactly. You go from one franchise quarterback to another. And Yeah. And this one, you actually have a little bit of overlap to make sure that franchise quarterback is actually ready to go. So Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so I want to sort of transition to uh, the Browns' fourth pick. Yeah. Now let's assume that Darnold goes one, because I think I'm assuming that for sure. I'm just going to say that from now on. Uh, Rosen, more, more than likely two. And let's say, I mean, the Giants didn't, I mean, the Jets didn't move up not to take a quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know? So... Let's say that they uh, take Mayfield or Josh Allen. What do uh, the Browns do at at uh, four? What do well, you think they're going to do? That's why, as a Browns fan, I love this trade. Because now we can take our guy at one for QB. And now at four, I think the best player in the draft, Saquon Barkley, just fell to you. And I know, I know that we just signed Carlos Hyde. But Carlos Hyde isn't a long-term plan. And I know that you 
want to be hesitant of taking a running back this early in a draft, but you just drafted your franchise quarterback. And yeah. you covered your your weakness at receiver. You have a solid line. Even though Joe Thomas just retired, uh, you brought in Sam Hubbard from from the Steelers, who is, you know, he is adequate to fill in those shoes. Adequate. Um, yeah. And you have a solid, uh, you have a solid line. You have solid guards. So uh, the Notre Dame guard would be an ideal pick. Frankly, you, you you just don't need him. So yeah, I would go with the best player available at that time. And a lot of people think that Saquon Barkley is the best play, the best running back available best. in the past so many years. And that's that's saying a lot with uh, seeing the talent that's come out with Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott and so be it. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, exactly. People are still so high on, on uh, Barkley that they that he's the best running back talent that's come out, even including the that large pool of players. So I would agree with that. Uh, no problem. Um I would say Gurley's probably second. So, I mean, he's also developing right now, Gurley is. But I would say Gurley's probably second in terms of uh, ranking quarterbacks. But a stat that I found interesting with uh, the running backs that we were talking about just now. One second, Brian. One second. I'm uh, about to go pick pick up my brother, so I'm trying to make sure the car's quiet. Yeah. So a stat that I saw with the running backs was each of those three running backs have been in the playoffs their first one time. Like, a top ten, like if you draft a running back in the top ten yeah. recently, other than, like, Christian McCaffrey, which he has two more years to do it, they've made the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the first running back in each draft has made the playoffs in the last three years. Like, at least once. You know yeah. what I mean? And the Browns would, I mean, obviously love that. That would be, that'd be one of the biggest wins for them. It's just a playoff berth, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, but my thoughts on the pick, I've been hearing a lot of uh, Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. The corner? Yeah. You like that pick there? Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about him. I think, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind him. You know, he runs a 4-3, you know, and Ohio State's pretty good. Uh, you, you see a lot of good Ohio So, I kind I kind of lost you there, Adam. What, what what's up? <laughs> what's up, Brian? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. I it started recording, so we can just start it here, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, cool. Where are you uh, driving back from? I'm driving to Michigan. Oh, to Michigan. Okay, cool. Are yeah, you on spring break? No, I'm just uh taking off my Thursday social philosophy class and then uh, skipping out on my fluids class on Friday to have an extended <laughs> weekend with uh, a lady friend. Okay, cool. Cool. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, And are you going home for Easter then? Yes, sir. Will you be okay. there? I will not be home. I'll be in uh, Miami. Sign might come down. Oh, okay. Easter. Yeah, weekend. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, uh, We'll start with whatever you want to start with. So, what have you been uh, looking at at sports flies recently? I guess. 
What's uh, been new for you? I mean, really, I've just been keeping up with uh, the Cavs, uh, keeping up with how they're doing and how the Brooklyn Nets pick is looking, how that's playing out. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with the NFL draft, uh, just seeing okay. what, what's to come for the Browns and kind of seeing how active the Browns are in free agency. So okay. I've pretty much been consuming my – my sports life lately. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, you want to start with the Cavs then? It's up to you, man. Whatever, whatever yeah. you're game for. Yeah, we'll do Cavs first. All right. We'll do Cavs first. Uh, okay, I mean, they're right now the 55 to the Raptors, which is going to be a pretty tough matchup in the playoffs. But yeah. what do you see? I was, actually, uh, I was listening to that game right whenever you called me. They, they put okay. up uh, – 42 points in the first quarter. The Raptors so did? No, the Cavs did. Cavs were looking really good. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. They, they uh, started to slip in the second whenever they put in their second unit. They only have 10 guys active tonight, and two of those guys are G League guys right now. So, okay. eight active bodies, and one of those guys is Kevin Love, who's in his second game back this year. and he, Yeah, he had a pretty good night last night, or uh, two nights ago. Yeah, he did, and he ended the first quarter with 10 points and five rebounds. Yeah, I mean, when you're a stud or you're a star, you're, you're going to – you don't need much rest. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need much time to get back into the swing of things. Like, you could just hop back in and you're you again, you know, especially with his game. You know, it's a lot of hitting threes and stuff and, like, playing okay defense. But for the most part, he's an offensive guy that, you know, typically doesn't go away as long as you keep a shot going. You know, and he's the second featured guy, so behind LeBron, and LeBron makes sure everyone gets involved. So it's a good uh, fit with those two. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think about the Raptors? Oh, go ahead. oh no, I was just gonna add on to that and saying that I completely forgot that we had that second All Star talent on our team. Like, I knew Kevin yeah. Love was out, but it was just like, man, LeBron's gonna have to carry so much weight, and now seeing a another All Star caliber player playing next to him and being in that starting lineup, it's just like yeah. a sigh of relief that, okay, LeBron doesn't have to do all of this. So Yeah, and Love was averaging pretty good numbers uh, when he did get hurt. Wasn't it like 20 and – it was like 20 and 8 or something, like 25 and 8 or, or – I don't know. I don't think it was 25, but it was like 20 and 8. It was pretty good numbers, 18 was, and 8. So he, he did just under 20 points. He was at like 19. Yeah. And then I think yeah. he, he had like either 9 or 10 boards a night so yeah so i mean it's it's a pretty good ad remember the uh beginning of the season we talked about the raptors and you know we weren't sold on them are, are you sold on them right now or what do you think do you think they're real or no uh i will say that i am i wouldn't say i'm sold on them on but the I, fence? I definitely give them respect because yeah okay now i would go into a series against them being concerned not that we wouldn't win the series, but I would definitely give them a higher percentage to, to pull that series out against us. I mean, yeah. whenever, what, uh, whenever yeah. they end Houston's, what was it, 17-game win streak, and they're yeah. the team to do it, that I think that gains some respect in this league. Yeah. Well, I think they've won, they've won a good amount recently. Are, they're, are, are they on a 13-game winning streak or no? Was that Portland? No, that's Portland, but Portland just lost the other night. They, 
Yeah, I remember the Thunder broke their the Raptors win streak, so. No, no, it wasn't the Thunder. It was the Thunder broke the Raptors one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Houston broke Portland. And Game then Boston night, and then... broke Boston broke the Thunder's six game win streak the other night too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is disappointing. But I'm I'm getting ready for this uh, the playoff stuff kick up. Yeah, it's crazy it's, uh, out in the West. It's starting to fall into I place. Mean, I wouldn't even say that, Adam. It's like seriously from the four spot in the West all the way to the eight spot, there's like a half a game to one game separating them. And then there's finally becoming some separation where the Clippers and the Nuggets have fallen like two games and two and a half games behind the eight spot right now. So there's finally yeah. some separation there, but no one knows where the, where the puzzles are going to, where they're going to uh, piece together. Land. Yeah. 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 From three to it's eight. The same thing there's the uh, yeah, I know. I know. From three to eight as well. There's four games separating three to eight in the East and in the West. Um, yeah, there's they're four games apart. Milwaukee and Cleveland are four games apart, and uh, Portland and Utah are four games apart. Yeah. Well, I think I so. think the Blazers are gonna lock up that three seed for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I know the Thunder have a pretty difficult schedule to close out. I don't know. The Blazers have some difficult games. They play the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Spurs, Rockets, Thunder, Pelicans, and Celtics. So the Blazers are going to have to stay hot. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not an easy way to finish your uh, schedule. Those are all like playoff teams or playoff contending teams. I don't know. I think they'd really have to crap the bed because they, with their cushion right now, they've got like four games ahead of the four spot, right? Which is the no, they're first. two games. They're only two they're games. They're two games ahead, ahead of, the of the Thunder. They're two games ahead of the Thunder. Oh, the Thunder. Yeah, the Spurs. They're three games ahead of the Spurs. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's. Yeah, they're four games ahead of the Jazz, who are eight. So it's. It's close both ways. But I think that uh, Portland will probably keep the three seed. If not, they'll have the four for sure. I don't know who's gonna swing up and. Contest with them, mate. The Thunder have a pretty difficult schedule. I don't think the Pelicans... I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it and seeing where it goes from here. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. The Cavs' schedule is not too bad. It's relatively lax, actually. It's like They play the Suns, they play the Nets, the Heat, the Hornets, Pelicans, Mavs. Out of playoff teams, the Cavs have the Raptors left, after this, the Wizards, the Sixers, the Pelicans, and maybe the Heat. Like, that's not bad compared to, like, half their games are non-playoff teams to close out. Yeah. So. What do you think about the new guys? Anyone that still excites you or that you're really pumped about or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, all the guys that we brought in, I'm so excited about a bummer that we can't watch Larry Nance Jr. play or Rodney Hood play because we're just plagued by injury. But in light of that, it's been pretty incredible getting to see uh, Ante Zizic get some 
actual minutes. They they yeah. put him in the rotation, mm-hmm. and out of all the games that he's been actually getting uh, rotation minutes, there's been eight of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he has 30 rebounds in 38 minutes, and he has 36 points. Okay, that's pretty good. He's, he's putting up mad numbers. I mean, yeah. Well, he was a first round draft pick, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah, he was foreign. The, that's why. Wait, end. But yeah, he was foreign though, right? Isn't that why he uh, was drafted later than he would have been? Yeah, he's foreign and he's young. I mean, he's still only twenty one. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting, especially with how uh, how the Kyrie trade ended up. That's pretty nice to have a guy who's actually given you know contributing that you weren't expecting, you know compared to, like, yeah. Crowder and Isaiah. Like, you still have the Nets pick, and you have a potential center that could turn into something. Yeah. You know, you can't buy size, so that is that is ideal as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, today was Sam Darnold's Pro Day. I don't know if you heard anything about that, but that was – I mean, Pro Days are scripted and stuff, and, like, you know, you're supposed to do well with Pro Days. You work with the receivers and stuff. You work on routes. You understand what's going on. But he had a pretty impressive pro day. It was pouring down rain in L.A., which is like a rarity. It happens like once a year, I think. But it was pouring really? down rain. And, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm joking about that. But it, it really happens in Los uh, Angeles. So he just was throwing it all over the place. He was throwing like 60 yards, 70 yards on the on the dime. It was it was really impressive and stuff. But I think the Browns took him out to dinner. I think they took him out last night. And then the Jets took him out to dinner Monday night. I mean, not the Jets, the Giants took him out to dinner uh Monday night, so it looks like it's he's gonna go top two. I'm pretty sure he's gonna go one. Like a lot of people were saying, he after that pro day and like how he's been acting and stuff, he's more than likely gonna be a lock at one. And right. uh, today he talked about how he would like to, he would look forward to joining the Browns because there's a lot of exciting things going on there and stuff. So I know you'd like to hear that, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah right, he's he had a really good pro day a, today. I'm glad to hear that he had a good pro day because that's the guy that mm-hmm. I, I personally want the Browns to take I'm I'm just a fan of him as a person so yeah I and there's too many questions with Josh Allen you know he could turn into something uh crazy crazy elite but Sam Darnold's the guy that I think fits what we're trying to do perfectly especially by bringing in Tyrod Taylor I mean we haven't even touched on what all the Browns have done but they're finally doing it right they're bringing in uh a veteran quarterback who's proved that he can be a starter in this league, and we know that we're going to have time to develop this quarterback, and I don't think Sam mm-hmm. Darnold is going to be a locker room headache during that process. No, no, definitely not. not. strike me as that guy, you know? Definitely not. He seems excited. I mean, he, the Hugh Jackson already came out saying Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback and stuff. And I, I mean, oh, yeah. as he should be, I wouldn't uh, – Put a quarterback in, a rookie quarterback in right away. I didn't want to. I didn't think that you guys should have put it in Kaiser this early. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to change my tune on that. Like, let them learn for a year. You know, the Browns don't have all the pieces yet anyway. You know, let them learn for a year and get used to just being a pro, so they can help carry and like further the team rather than have to do it all. You know, like Absolutely. right away. And, so that's and put some weapons around them to make it easier. Yeah, <clears throat> just yeah. Like they did. Yeah, like whenever Big Ben came out. Uh, they were they were pretty they were pretty stacked. They had uh, the bus, you know, so they had a really good run game and stuff. So it took pressure off Ben. Then they also had the Steelers also had a really good defense, 
you know? So, like, just having all those pieces around Ben, Ben just had to fit in and uh, do the best he could for the most part, and he did pretty well, you know? But, like, he didn't. they didn't ask him to do a whole lot. Now, recently, they've been asking him to do a lot, obviously, because he's one of the best in the game. But early on, you typically just don't win it with a young quarterback, you know? Now, Carson Wentz might be an anomaly. Like, he's – they could have won it with Wentz, you know what I mean? He's better than Nick Foles. He's, he's legit, you know? But they have a lot of pieces around him as well. It's just things like that, like – so I'll definitely, and Darnold, if he started, um, Darnold started the opening day, opening game, he would be the second youngest quarterback ever to Tommy Maddox to start a football game in the NFL, which is, for a quarterback, which would be insane. You know what I mean? He, he needs to develop. He needs to become more mature. He needs to understand the playbook and, like, how to read defenses and stuff like that. And that's just what the Browns' number one focus should be this year is actually getting him caught to speed, you know? Because it's going to all start with him. So that's pretty important. But let's – uh. We have the head coach to do that. I mean, Hugh Jackson groomed Carson Palmer. He groomed Andy Dalton. He's he's known to be a quarterback groomer, and now he can actually do that without having all that pressure on his shoulders. So he can he can take his sweet old time to turn Sam Darnold into a potential Carson Palmer caliber player or better. You know. So, yeah, I, yeah, I see a lot. I, I'm excited for that, and you know, you say that Darnold says he's excited about the potential to be drafted by the Browns, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's just that's classic. That's what you expect to hear out of someone who wants to go first overall. Yeah, they're not going to bash the organization, but I can tell you that this is the first time as a Cleveland Browns fan that I think that a pick would actually mean that statement Mm -hmm. you know we actually do give them a sense of excitement to be a part of this growing organization because yeah I mean Cleveland really is this is the first time in my lifetime that I've been excited about our team for Mm -hmm. the future to come like in the present and with a long-term vision you know we might have had some some decent seasons we went 10 and 6 with Derek Carr and just missed out on the playoffs or not Derek Carr, Derek Anderson, mm-hmm. but that was like, a, oh, you know, we can't sustain this kind of feeling. Now it's like, man, we have young, talented players that are going to be locked up for, for you know, we've got at least five years to get out of this young group. And there so, will be cap space. I mean, there is cap space for the exactly. most part. Like, I don't think it's gone yet. And that's finally becoming uh, an asset that we're – that we're actually exploiting and mm-hmm. using, like in that in the uh, Jarvis Landry trade, you know. That's, yeah, I absolutely love that trade, Adam. Because that's that's the best trade you guys did was the Landry one. I understand why Miami gave up Landry because they weren't willing to pay him the money that he was going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. But Adam, there is not a wide receiver in the fourth round of this NFL draft that I would take over Jarvis Landry. There's not a receiver no. in the entire draft that I would take over Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had to give up. We had to give up a fourth-round 2018 pick and a, a lousy seventh-round 2019 pick. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what's I, nice about making this kind of trade is, like, you know what you're getting in Landry compared to you. I mean, everyone's a gamble uh, when it comes to the draft. You're not – no one's, like, a set thing. You know, like, if Ju- if everyone knew about Juju, he would have went first round, you know? Exactly. Like, no one knows. Exactly. You know, you could hit, you could hit miss, but, like – 
yeah, like you're right about that. I mean, Landry, you know, you you have a pretty good product. He had over 100 catches last year. I think he had 100 catches the year before. Like, you know, like Adam, since, since Landry's come into the league, I heard this stat, and it didn't surprise me, but it was pretty incredible to hear that Landry entered the league four years ago, and since then he has led the NFL in reception. And not only that, but he has broken the record for four-year span of uh, reception leader. Really? By 30 receptions. He beat out Antonio. Be Antonio. Or Anquan, Anquan Bolden. Okay. Anquan Bolden. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a random fact of, oh, who's yeah. going to look at four years. But those are the first four years of your uh, <clears throat> career in the NFL as a wide receiver. That's pretty promising. Yeah. He's, it shows that he's consistent. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's fun is that now we have that consistent slot guy in Landry that you just know his hands are they're sure and ready, and then you've got that breakout player out on the wing with uh, with Josh Gordon. Yeah, you know, bless his soul. Hopefully, he he is able to play every single game for us and is in his right mind. But yeah, that's, that's pairing pairing a. Uh, an X factor like Gordon out on the outside, and then having a consistent guy to keep going to, punching mm-hmm. it up the middle. That's yeah. just a deadly combo, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's going to be Gordon. Gordon led the league in in uh, reception yards whenever he only played 13 games in 2013. I know. I had him. I had him on the fantasy and team. And now, oh yeah, you reaped those I benefits. Had oh yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. You did. yeah. Logan Price would not trade with me for whatever reason. I consistently no. asked week to week if he would trade, you know, and he just didn't like Josh Gordon for whatever reason. I don't know. He just didn't want to trade with me. But, yeah, yeah, he didn't want to trade with me. But, I mean, that was at, – at a certain point, I was like, well, I'm not getting rid of this guy. He's my best receiver, you know. Like, I think I, had him, I, think I might have had him and Calvin that year. And it's like, well, I'm pretty set at receiver, you know. I got him in free agency and just picked him up. So that was a big get. Absolutely, dude. And that's the thing where if we get – I'm not saying that Josh Gordon's going to be Josh Gordon of 2013, but if we get 75% of that and then you, <clears throat> you tack on our first overall draft pick two years ago, Corey Coleman. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three guys there that, you know, you've got to be concerned about. And then our first-round draft pick last year, Joku, he showed a lot of promise in a weak offense. Yeah. So, I mean, our – our air attack is looking very well, nice. Who's the other year. tight end? Is it Seth Duvall? Is that the other tight end? Yeah, Seth Duvall, and they actually they picked up a a uh, run blocking tight end <clears throat> okay. in the agency. Yeah, his name is escaping me right now. Okay, and I don't have access to a computer. But, yeah, remember I uh, uh, I did the comparative. I compared the uh, guess who or whatever, Duvall and the Joku. They pretty much have similar numbers. Like you wouldn't expect oh, yeah. that, but they had pretty much the same numbers. So it's not like. You have two tight ends that can, you know, yeah, play decently. You do. And unfortunately, I i mean, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately for the Browns, I think Duvall is not even going to get to touch the ball too often this year. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, because I think we have enough guys out there who can, who have sure hands and who can make big plays. So I think we're going to be using that second tight end spot on the, on the run blocking specific tight end. So, yeah, yeah. Which, which now we have a we have a run game that is also incredibly exciting. I mean, last year we saw glimpses of it, 
Crowell, you know, he was he was hotter, he was cold, but now we we bring in Carlos Hyde on a three-year, fifteen million deal, like that's that's huge to pair with a a threat like Duke Johnson, you know, and yeah, it's nice to know going into the draft that we don't have to take Saquon <clears throat> Barkley if we if we don't need to feel you like know, he's the focus. like if it, yeah if you have other needs. Right, um, we can focus on using that first pick for the quarterback that we want, not just the quarterback that falls to us. Because Sam before Darnold. I wanted, Sam us, yeah, exactly. It's going to be Sam Darnold. Before, before I wanted us to take Barkley one, which mm-hmm. is because he is the best talent in the in the league, and yeah, because I didn't want to see us necessarily ruin another quarterback's you know future by throwing him right into the game. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely something one. no matter. So yeah. now with these moves, though, I am 100% on board with us taking our guy number one at QB, yeah. Sam Darnold, hopefully. And it, then, it's going to be Darnold. I'll, if it's not Darnold, I don't know what I'll do. I might just lose it. Like, oh. are, are you guys kidding? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he'll be a bust. I don't know. But I am – like, I was on it with Watson last year. You know what I mean? I'm not as positive as I was with Watson because Watson – went against Bama twice and showed out big numbers, but compared to the other guys in the draft, I'm pretty big on Darnold. You know what I mean? Like, that's my guy this year. So I'm, I'm not as big as I was on Watson, but, like, this guy is he – was, he was 20-4 and four as a starter at USC. Like, 20-4 and four is a pretty good record, you know? When he started games, he was 20-4. and four. So, I mean, that's just – that's pretty impressive, and I, I don't know. I just feel he's the guy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think – I don't think there's a lot that could really change that from now until the draft. No. Even even if uh, even if Josh Allen and uh, Rosen have stellar pro days, mm-hmm. I still think that Darnold is just the guy that that the Browns want and that they have him yeah. in there. I think the and Browns it, are going to go. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it excites me. With the Jets trade, what do you think of that? They're, I like it. You know how I always talk to you about uh, good and aggressive. Like, if you, if you want your guy, go get him. I didn't mind the Bears trading up with the 49ers, even though the 49ers weren't going to take a quarterback like Trubisky. They yeah. they wanted him. Like, if you want your guy, yeah. go get him. Like, I don't like waiting around like, oh, I'm not sure. We'll get him next year. No. We, if you feel confident right. about a guy, go get him. If you're not sure, then don't. But, like, if you think this could be the guy for 10 years, we pretty, feel pretty confident about it. Don't wait around for it, you know? Now, it would have been smart if they could get the two spot because now the Giants pick is probably going to be – they might move up to get the Giants pick or the Giants might take a quarterback. I can't see the Giants taking a running back there because it, it's just really valuable. You can get 80% of Barkley in the second round, and if you trade back, maybe the Broncos move up, the Bills move up, the Cardinals move up. That pick's more valuable than just Barkley, I feel like. You know, you could get multitude of picks. Right. Like if the Broncos it, moved up, you could get another first-round pick potentially. Or the Bills, they have two first-round picks in this draft. Uh, that nine and that I think twenty two. So you could get those two picks packaged together and maybe a second. So like you gotta think, you know, if you're the Giants, I think it's gonna go three quarterbacks in a row. I was from day one I was saying two for sure in the top uh three, but I think it might go three quarterbacks in a row now. I, I think you might be right there. And I think it it very well could be not the Giants taking that second pick. Mm-hmm. But if I were the Giants, I would go and get I 
my guy number two would be number oh it would be, would be Rosen. Now that um, now that's the question though, Adam <clears throat> is the Giants would take Barkley right now number two if they were thinking short term, <clears throat> just riding yeah. out by Manning's career, and so be it, and just yeah. surround him with as many weapons as you can. That's the no brainer. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how comfortable the GM is with his position because he doesn't want to be drafting a quarterback for the next GM. You know, that's an argument that I've been hearing lately. So that, that comes into consideration too. So I think that either they take Rosen with their second pick, which I think would Rosen just seems like a big Apple guy. And I feel like, I feel like he, it would be very uh, much to his benefit sitting behind a Hall of Famer like Eli Manning and learning from him and then going into his career. Yeah. But if they don't take Rosen at that two, then I would trade back if I were them. Because, yeah. because you you can get, like you said, a Saquon Barkley uh, type talent or 80% of that in later rounds. But right now, you could, you know, that, that, that pick holds so much more value than a running back. So yeah, I feel like they would, they would be just unsmart to, to not take a quarterback there or to not trade for, or trade with a team who is going to take a quarterback there. Yeah. I think they just signed Pat Shermer, right? They signed him recently, like their head coach from the Vikings. Or like, not, not the head coach, not the Offensive coordinator for the Vikings, the former Browns coach, I think. Wasn't his name Pat Shermer? Yeah. He's their new head coach of the Giants. I'm pretty sure that the Giants are pretty – yeah. They're a traditional family for the most part, the Giants owners. I think – I forget their names. But uh, they're a traditional family. I think that they're going to want to play the long haul. And last – I mean, a year ago, they were 11-5. and You know, it's not like they suck forever. But McAdoo was not the coach for sure, like for the long haul and stuff. So that's something that uh, I think threw a roadblock in there. And I – I would go Rosen because how often, like you said before, you know, we talked about how uh, you have to think a quarterback at that, a quarterback should be taken at that spot no matter what, whether it's the Giants taken or another team, because how often are you take, picking at two you know, if you're the Giants, you know? That's, like, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's such a good point, you know? Yeah, yeah. You've got to capitalize on that. They're, they have Eli Manning still, like, he still has, you know, at least three years. At least. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe because like he's thirty-seven. He he's thirty-seven. You know? Is he really thirty-seven? Wow. He's thirty-seven, I think. I still give him okay. Okay, we'll say at least two. Yeah, he, I think he has at least two years. And if you if you drop the quarterback, you're gonna ship them out. I mean, that's what you would do because right. if you let Rosen sit two years or whoever it is, they could really develop. You know? And oh, then yeah. think it, about think about this. Um, if the Jets are at three, so what if like Rosen is the guy and you pass on him or you let someone else trade up? or you just take Barkley, are you going to let the Jets take Rosen and be a crosstown rival? You know, the New York Jets now have Rosen instead of you. I mean, that's just, you know, you have to think about, well, if the Jets get him, you know, how's that going to make us look if he becomes a star? You know, we passed on him, now the Jets have him. We have to see him in New York consistently. Like, we're competing for fans and stuff. It's just a bad look, I would feel like. So, And they play in the same stadium, right, MetLife Stadium. So you don't want Rosen on the other side for the other team in the same, in the same stadium. You know, it would look sort of bad and you would be reminded about it constantly. So oh, yeah. that's another thought that I have with that. That'd be, 
that would definitely be uh, add an insult to injury right there, just rubbing yeah. dirt in the wound, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that's a great point that I that you have, you brought up there about the Giants being two. From a historical franchise perspective, that I just don't see that franchise having that opportunity many times in the future. You know, I, I think they would have to give up a King's ransom for for a number two pick with a quarterback loaded draft like this year mm-hmm. to have that position, you know? Yeah. They almost they almost lucked out. They almost lucked out. I mean they were yeah. they were in a panic mode last year in season with how bad their season was going and just how unexpected it was, but missing out on the playoffs if they were going to miss out on the playoffs, then this was the year to do it. Yeah. Because because they – this just seems to fall in line with uh, with their future plans perfectly. It does. It does. It's, it's really just like it, it reminds you of, uh, of Green Bay, you know, being able to take Aaron Rodgers and let him sit the bench behind Brett Favre you know, and then have that smooth transition. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another case. Yeah. That's the one that sticks out the most to me. <clears throat> it almost was uh, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, it, it's not that anymore, but it, there was a chance of that. Um, there's been tra- like uh, almost Peyton Manning to uh, Andrew Luck. It wasn't like perfect. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Just it was a, relatively a close to that. Though. Yeah. yeah, you had one bad year, and you ended up having how many years with Luck now, you know? Exactly. You go from one franchise quarterback to another, and – yeah. And this one, you actually have a little bit of overlap to make sure that franchise quarterback is actually ready to go. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so I want to sort of transition to uh, the Browns' fourth pick. Yeah. Now let's assume that Darnold goes one, because I think I'm assuming that for sure. I'm just going to say that from now on. Uh, Rosen, more, more than likely two. And let's say, I mean, the Giants didn't, I mean, the Jets didn't move up not to take a quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know? So, let's say that they uh, take Mayfield or Josh Allen. What do uh, the Browns do at at uh, four? What do you think they're going to do? That's why, as a Browns fan, I love this trade. Because now we can take our guy at one for QB. And now at four, I think the best player in the draft Saquon Barkley just fell to you, and I know I know that we just signed Carlos Hyde, but Carlos Hyde isn't a long-term plan, and I know that you want to be hesitant of taking a running back this early in a draft, but you just drafted your franchise quarterback, and yeah, you covered your your weakness at receiver. You have a solid line, even though Joe Thomas just retired. Uh, you brought in. Sam Hubbard from from the Steelers, who is, you know, he is adequate to fill in those shoes. Adequate. Um, yeah. And then you have a solid, uh, you have a solid line. You have solid guards. So uh, the Notre Dame guard would be an ideal pick. Frankly, you, you you just don't need him. So yeah, I would go with the best player available at that time and. A lot of people think that Saquon Barkley is the best play, the best running back available best. in the past so many years. 
and that's that's saying a lot with uh, seeing the talent that's come out with Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott, and so be it. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, exactly. People are still so high on on uh, Barkley that they that he's the best running back talent that's come out, even including the that large pool of players. So I would agree with that. Uh, no problem. Um, I would say Gurley's probably second. So I mean, he's also developing right now. Gurley is, but I would say Gurley's probably second in terms of uh, ranking quarterbacks. But a stat that I found interesting with uh, the running backs that we were talking about just now. One second, Brian. One second. I'm uh, about to go pick up, my, pick up my brother, so I'm trying to make sure the car's quiet. Yeah. So a stat that I saw with the running backs was each of those three running backs have been in the playoffs their first one time. Like a top ten. Like if you draft a running back in the top ten yeah. recently, other than like Christian McCaffrey, which he has two more years to do it, they've made the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the first running back in each draft has made the playoffs in the last three years, like at least once. You know yeah. what I mean? And the Browns would, I mean, obviously love that. That would be, that'd be one of the biggest wins for them. It's just a playoff berth, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. But my thoughts on the pick, I've been hearing a lot of uh, Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. The corner? Yeah. You like that pick there? Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about him. I think... I. I mean, I wouldn't mind him. You know, he runs a 4-3, you know, and Ohio State's pretty good. Uh, you, you see a lot of good Ohio stuff. So. I kind of, I kind of lost you there, Adam. What, what, what's up? <laughs> I, thought you, 